From the pages of RamleyBeachCat.com, this is Seth, Nick, and also Kate is back with us for the 13th episode of the Rambling Beachcast. We apologize profusely for the tardiness of our audio production. It was not our intent to rob you of our awkward genius, but one thing after another kept delaying this episode. I was sick and vomiting from every end of my body. Nick was in a five-day mourning period, weeping and fasting and cursing the world because his dog Winston passed away. It's all very fitting because this 13th episode is all about our bad luck stories. We're going to pay tribute to Winston and my dog Satchmo and all of our beloved pets who have passed on into the ether. Take some more questions and some, tell some embarrassing stories. It's all coming up here on the Rambling Beach Cast. Uh, this podcast was laid on purpose to prove a point. How does it feel, huh? Does it feel very good when things are late? When podcasts are late, I can't cue the music. restroom were you pooping no (laughs) No. number one instagram that come on (laughs) you guys meant to rate my poo.com i think that's like the third time you've asked us that you really like this website don't you (laughs) i mean i just think it's kind of funny like we used to um in school you know i i work in computer labs and stuff and we we used to um some of my classmates and I would like go over to a random person and just pull pull that website up and just leave it up, so Ew. that when they came back to their computer. They would either think, you know, like what what's this, or um, you know, people would walk by and see it up on their screen. Oh, it's, gross. Uh, it's gross yet funny. So, yeah. So those of you listening to this late, uh, some of you who know me personally or don't or see pictures all the time or. Read Rambling Beach Cat. This was pulled from the pages, too, because I wrote a little tribute to him. But uh, our dog, Winston, passed away on uh, late Monday night slash Tuesday morning. And I had to call Seth in a blubbering mess. Hmm. Uh, I was I called Seth, you know, and Seth's like, hey, you know, Seth and I, I don't think Seth and I have ever answered with hello. <laughs> yeah. In like years, you know, like I answer, it's either like, what up, G Money? Or hey, baby? Or you or know, Wednesday? Yeah. It's the yeah, typical it's, Wednesday yeah. cry for comics, you know. <laughs> Wednesday. So Seth answers with some exclamation. I'm like, I, uh, I I can't do the podcast tonight. And I mean, I was losing it. I was doing everything. I was like, cannot cry in front of another male. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it again. I'll admit it right now, Seth. As soon as I hung up the phone with you, I just like exploded again. I was like, ah! it was bad. <laughs> but. Uh, that's the other thing. When you cry a lot, your head hurts, and you get that like dehydrated feeling you get from having a lot of diarrhea. It's it's, <laughs> it's a one two whammy, and then you, of course they have the heartache. But uh, yeah, I miss him terribly. But he was suffering and uh, not doing well, and it was only going to get worse. So we said goodbye to him, and it was absolutely terrible. But he got to see one of the best Monday Night Football comebacks, though. Well, sort no, we had to we had to take him before. Yeah, before that, so. Uh, yeah. What the heck is that? 
every time we record oh, with I'm Kate, really sorry. Kate I'm is sorry. like <laughs> Kate. <laughs> Kate is preparing for three different new careers every time we talk to her. It's like I'm so sorry. I, you know, what's happening is I have my speaker on my laptop and I keep rubbing it. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Another clip to put into his private collection. That like I'm sorry. No, what you, you? I have a hard time keeping still. I'm gonna, <laughs> my camera and my husband does. Um, don't, don't, don't say. Don't say it. Oh. No, 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 no. He's, 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 he teaches kids, and they do. And can't hold still, and, and now you're ruining the whole. Thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can't hold still. But my my husband does quiet hands at school because the kids like to keep quiet and to keep from moving. They do quiet hands, so I'm gonna try to do my quiet hands, which is like hands together. So like our inside voices, you put our magic finger on. Yes. To, to get students. <laughs> but in I'm line. sorry, I interrupted about your dog too. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> funny because Seth Seth keeps clips of of me and you and everyone who's been on the show. I do. Just, I have yeah, so say, much gold. He has, he has like just a. He could make a whole clip show of just ridiculous things. And you, you added a couple. <laughs> There's that weird noise, and you're like, I just keep rubbing it. <laughs> I was like, There's one. There it is. It's like, <laughs> hold still. Yeah. So every every week, Kate, like Kate last last week was training to become a barista. Yeah, you know, she's pouring wine and 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 sorrow out of this bottle. And then she's like bouncing a basketball, yeah, be, <laughs> becoming a top ten ESPNU recruit for Coach Cal. Did you hear the show where I was playing with one of my Star Wars toys and I didn't think it got picked up on air? No, no, that's one of the clips I have. I haven't used this it yet. Is, this is this is proof once again that Kate doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I, I just bought a new Star Wars toy and I was all excited. And I was playing with it, and, you, and like I didn't realize it. Seth played. You can hear me like clicking all the joints together and stuff, and making it work out. So, and that, that was, and then you, you you called into question your own manhood, like your own, like yeah. you came out of the closet or something. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was a it was a bit of a rough time. So sorry this show's late. Um, we figured this would be a good time just to talk about pet stories, both good and bad, and. You know, that's the thing. I wrote this about Winston, but I think the thing that, that's really weird about him not being here right now, you know, obviously, you know, I just miss having him around, especially with now there's three females in the house. Yeah, you're the it's, only male now. Yeah, I miss having that, um, even though Winston was a total mama's boy. But what was sweet was mm. uh, Winston, you know, he first of all, he was so friendly. He loved kids and he loved girls. Kids, he would go up and... and he he could tell the difference. Like, you know, with kids, he would just run up and lick them on face. Girls, though, he was a bit sexually aggressive. Like, he would stick <laughs> his, his nose right in there. He would bicycle seat just about any girl. Just stick his huge head up there. If you were wearing a dress, he had no qualms about sticking wow. his entire head up that dress. And here's the thing. No girl ever got offended because he's so cute. They'd always be like, oh, you trying to sniff me? And I'm like, man, if a homeless dude did that, <laughs> you know. Come but, here, honey, let me bicycle seat you. <laughs> what kills me is his favorite holiday was Halloween. And I say, you know, I was like, your dog doesn't have a favorite holiday. I'm like, oh, yes, he does. Yeah. Because all the, all doorbell the horror rang. costumes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's either little kids or skanky girls. And, I mean, Winston, oh, he loved Halloween. Like, the doorbell would ring, and he would run to the door knowing that it would either be little kids or skanky girls. He's going to get and that sure candy enough, either way. If, yeah. Yeah. If there were little kids, he would run up to them and, like, lick them. I remember there was one girl dressed dressed as little girl dressed as Supergirl, 
and Winston like burst out of the door and just starts licking her. And she's like, "Oh my costume!" <laughs> and if it was if it was skanky girls, um, which unfortunately sometimes were some of my middle school girls in eighth grade, he would run over and just stick his head right up their dresses. You can't Man. stop. Yeah, so he I, I, kills me. We couldn't get him to Halloween, but he couldn't even stand up anymore without us helping him. So no, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what the game is. You know what kills me is we had to get surgery. You know he was fine a month ago. This stupid tumor. You know, God, cancer. It, I wish they could personify cancer into something so I could kick it in the nuts. But you know, it, it, it just started eating him. Just I mean, out of nowhere. Uh, so we had to have the surgery done. It was fifty fifty shot, and we came out on the wrong side of it. But he part of the surgery, they had to take off like a big part of his face. And so he lost like an eye and everything. And uh, I mean, he looked like the Phantom of the Opera with the mask off. You know, he had that other side. But dude, the guy, Winston to the last day was spitting mad game. I'd go to the vet to pick him up. And like all the female vet techs were like, oh, he's such a handsome boy. He's all like, he has half a face. (laughs) And he's... So I like to think he's he's uh he's up in heaven right now sniffing angel crotches and <laughs> I saw now, you know and Kate I don't know if we've talked too much about religion and faith actually one of our questions we had this week is um so I don't know even even as a Christian now sometimes I, I I'm not really sure what to think about where dog stuff go but I saw a comic that really helped me someone put up it has a has God sitting there in heaven and this dude walking up and this dog's just like running with his tail wagging. goes, you must be Bobby. Rex has been talking about you nonstop for the last 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on your page. That was cute. Yeah. So that made me feel, I like to think he's there. I just, I just can't, I mean, people can call it a psychological disorder. I, I'm aware that despite my slave to rationality, that with religion, a lot of it, I'm going with my heart, but I just, you know, I just got to believe that all that soul and personality and everything, it's its not just gone forever. And if it is, then I'll, I'll, I guess I'll be gone forever and not have to deal with that. But I choose to believe that somewhere Winston's sniffing an angel's crotch. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it must be awkward because angels are androgynous. Yeah, they're not supposed yeah, to be Winston's... male or female. So Winston has no idea he's sniffing everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. What? what? This is not cool. <laughs> Send me back, dirty trickster. <laughs> do you guys have any good stories? I do, actually. My This this was a couple Christmases ago, actually. It's hard to believe that uh, so much time has passed since it. But you remember my uh, beagles, Satchmo yeah. and, and Peaches. Satchmo. Yeah, we, we had a tricolor beagle named Peaches that was given to my brother for one of his birthdays, and this was uh, maybe 10 years ago. And at some point, we decided to breed her. We decided to you know, have a litter of puppies, and we kept the first, uh, basically the biggest puppy out of, out of the, the litter, and I named him Satchmo. And what happened with these this litter of dogs was Satchmo was born on the day that my grandfather passed away. We we were living in Chattanooga at the time, and my mom got a call saying that my grandfather had had a stroke and was basically laying on life support uh, in, a, in a hospital bed. So she had to go in, in to Colorado. Peaches is, is about to pop at this point. She's uber pregnant. <laughs> and <laughs> she calls my aunt, who also lived in Chattanooga, says, just check on Peaches in the morning and make sure that she's fine. We had a whelping box and a litter bed and everything made up. 
so my mom leaves to go see my grandfather for the last time. And that morning, the next morning, my aunt comes over and Peaches has already had all of these puppies. Mm-hmm. She's had uh, on her own, just had all the all puppies, cleaned them. They were already uh, nursing and everything. And th- that was the morning that my grandfather no passed away. <laughs> yeah, no epidural. Yeah, no screaming that. <laughs> yeah, you did this to me. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> but my, I named him. I named this puppy Satchmo because he was the first. Uh, Satchmo is the nickname for Louis Armstrong. And my wow. grandfather was the per- the first person who told me uh, the story about Louis Armstrong and how they used to call him Satchel Mouth because when he would play his trumpet and sing, his jowls would be swinging about and you know big poofy cheeks and everything. So it was a term of endearment that his fans gave to him, and they sat- shortened it to Satchmo. And we had to put Satchmo down uh, two Christmases ago. He had some kind of degenerative disease. I mean, he was seven years old. He still relatively, it's not that old, especially for <coughs> beagles, but he had some kind of degenerative uh, disease with his uh, paws, like his t- the tendons that allowed him to stay upright just kind of either deteriorated or snapped. I, I, don't, I don't know what exactly happened, but uh, if he injured them, but he was walk by the time... We ended up putting him down. He was walking uh, almost the equivalent for us, like walking on your wrists. So it was so sad to see, and he was struggling to get around. But I remember when I left Charlotte, when I left my parents' house for uh, Christmas vacation, the last time that I saw him, the night before I left, he came just, and it was so hard for him to walk, and he was just kind of struggling, and he was walking on tile, which was really hard for him. But he came into my room. And he just laid down uh, next to next to my bed, where I was I was doing some work, and it was just I could see it. You, know, you could see it in their eyes that they knew that the the time was coming. And so I just I spent like an hour. I just laid down next to him, and enjoyed that last amount of time with with Satchmo. Sad. Yeah. Kate, do you have any do you have any pet story? I remember you had a well. No, that was Amber's actually the dog. You had a cat. <laughs> I have two cats now. Um, well, I mean, I don't have any really heartbreaking stories. Emotionally connect with them. Come on, Kate. <laughs> At mean, least I, bounce a basketball or something. Well, we had to put my, my dog Molly down, which was really sad. You know, she was really cute. But, there, you know, it was just um, a hard thing to do. I don't know. And then we have our cats now, and they're really awesome. So thinking about doing that is is a bummer. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any really good death stories. No, there are um, no good death stories. <laughs> Come on, tell us the funny one again. Yeah. I will say um, it's amazing how you think about how short their lifespan really is. 10, yeah. 10 to 15 years, maybe. And just how many... I, I can't imagine having three dogs around me all the time. Because you have, you have three dogs with you, and you also had... Three dogs, your your dachshunds at your parents' house. Yeah, I just because I remember going to whenever I would go to visit them and seeing the the commotion and everything that they would uh, get involved I think in. I'm a little curious when Seth would visit my mom when I wasn't there. I was like, why is he going to visit? No, I'm just joking. Sorry. <laughs> every <laughs> every first and last uh, weekend of the month, it was. Uh, uh, 
Sweat. But yeah, it's they they and I mean they cost money and they pee, but they're awesome. Uh, I oh, think yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so. the, the unconditional love thing. It just you don't get that from people. Yeah, no, not very I often. Seth, Seth and I sometimes it's a little too much between me and Seth. <laughs> And, and from Joe, and from Joe, too. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's more just love out of fear in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can call that love. All right. Um, I was going to ask too. This is our thirteenth episode. And we've already had problems. Like I said, you know, let's do a bad luck episode, basically inviting the wrath of God on this yeah. podcast. And watch this thing. This whole thing won't record. It'll just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> shut down. But you know, and then of course we were we were expecting. I thought was make it at least to Halloween. And uh, he didn't, you know, so I had to call Seth like a, a blubbering pansy and crying and like a podcast. That has to be that, you know, it's like, I can't work today. I can't, that has to be one of the wimpiest sounding. I can't podcast today. I just thought <laughs> yeah. of it. But anyway, um, the priority. So we've here. already had bad luck, but I was going to share, you know, we're talking about this is the 13th episode. And uh, this is, this is one of my, I, I can look back now and say that this is, um, this is my favorite bad luck story only because it's, it's so much time has passed and it's really what kicked off when I had to deal with depression really bad. I mean, I guess I'm still dealing. Well, yeah, I'm still dealing with it, but it's managed now. And I'm, I'm feeling I've had kind of consistently felt good. You know, the highs and lows are within even range, but this stretch of bad luck, nothing particularly bad happened. It just was constant. I had just a stretch of things happen that were really unlucky and I remember it started, I was driving, I was moving. Me and uh, Joe were moving mm. from the apartment we used to live I'm in. I'm sorry, who is Joe again? I... <laughs> Joe, Joe is, did you ever meet my best friend Joe? Your best friend Joe? From Georgia? I don't think I, no, I don't think I did. Okay, he's, he, he's, he's been my best friend since high school, and he also lives here in Charleston now. And okay. Seth and I just treat him like a, like a greasy piece of meat. <laughs> When he, pre- when, he, when he presents himself that way, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't understand, like, when last time Seth came down to Charleston, like, like we came to Joe. Talk about unlucky Joe's, moments yeah, for him, you know? Joe's apartment, and, like, Seth knocked on the door, and, like, Joe hadn't even opened it before Seth kicked the door open and just shoved Joe onto the couch and just mounted him and did unspeakable <laughs> things. It was terrible. A, a National Geographic yeah, it was, yeah, there are things that happen. So anyway, Kate's like, and I'm leaving. You're going to hear another, another glass of wine. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. A carif, an entire carif of wine is being poured okay. out. So back when we and Joe lived together, we were moving, and uh, we had just packed up the first carload of stuff. Um, I was heading out of the apartment. I was still on like the little access road. And I had a straight line without a stop sign, but the road that intersected had stop signs. And a kid who had just gotten his driver's license didn't know that I didn't have a stop sign. So he had stopped, and I'm going, and he guns it. And, I mean, he knocks the shit out of me. Whoa. I mean, he guns. And, you know, I I wasn't trying to be dramatic, but I just screamed no. You know, like I saw the car, I go, no! And then, <laughs> bam, it spins me down the road, rips off my bumper. And, uh, you know, the kid pulled over, and, I mean, the kid is, like, shaking. He's like, I'm so sorry. I've only had my driver's license. Two weeks. I was like, dude, are you dead? He was like, well, uh, no. I said, am I dead? He was like, no. I said, all right, well, there's a there's a victory. I said, we're both alive. I said, do you have insurance? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's what we pay those terrible premiums for. I said, we'll be, we'll be okay. You know, no one's hurt. 
and we both have insurance and everything will be fine. And, you know, you know, we talked for a while and, and so, I mean that, you know, that started as like, well, crap, you know, that stinks. Then after that, I found out I had this kid who was like still to this day, I kid you not still this day, maybe the most talented kid I've ever had as far as a sixth grade student, really good uh, player. Her, she was an actor and her, her acting agent told her to quit band and do chorus instead because that could get her more jobs. And by the way, she doesn't do acting anymore now. No. And she doesn't do, I don't think she does chorus either. So yeah, that was great. Um, so that made me kind of mad. And then I lost my wallet. Now I found out it was in Joe's room for two weeks. Of course it was. Yeah. While I lost my wallet, someone also had gotten a hold of my credit card number and began buying newspaper ads all over the country. And I don't know why. And here's the thing: it's so random. I called, the Denver, I called the Denver Post, and I was like, "Well, what are these? Well, we can't tell you what the ads are." I said, "Well, since I apparently paid for them, can't you?" They said, "Well, you've already told us you didn't buy them." I'm like, ah. So, like, I had to get my card canceled and go through the whole thing. I mean, it was that whole thing. So, uh, all of you know, I got that was happening. I remember, you know, all these things are happening at once. I'm getting really, really angry. And then I'll never forget when this happened. Like I'm, I'm, I'm upset about this stuff. I, I go to do laundry that night, and I put all the clothes into the laundry machine, and I turn it on, and it dies. And I'm like, see, and keep in mind, this is all within the span of about two weeks. That was the straw like, that broke yeah, the camel's like, back. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Not yet. And I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? Are you flipping serious? That's not what I actually said. And uh, I was like, well, Joe. I don't think I called him that at that point. I said, I'm going to go and uh, do my laundry down at the uh, down at the apartment, you know, place, you know, so I found some quarters in the couch or something. I pack up all of my stuff into the uh, laundry hamper and I walk outside and I kid you not, as soon as I close the door with my laundry basket, the heavens open up with a torrential downpour. Nice. Aww. It's like something out of a movie. I walk outside, close the door and it just pours rain. And like, it was like something. Now at that point, it was like a scene in a movie. I like shook my fist at the air and was like cursing God. I was like, "Really, really?" <laughs> like, Kick a man while he's down. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and this happened. Like the rental car place told me three different times my car was ready and it wasn't. So like, I, they called me like, "Car's ready," and I'd show up and like, "Yeah, it's not ready." I'm like, why? Yeah, I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> I remember this one time I showed up the guy like with a room full of people. Was like, "Hey, you know." uh, just we'll leave it there. We can leave the key inside the car. Uh, just leave it out in the back, and you can come get it later at night. That's great. So, that's my bad luck. Kate, uh, Kate and Seth, do you guys have any good bad luck for a thirteenth? Um, well, I was born on Friday the thirteenth. Just FYI. Oh, sure. this explains a lot. Yeah. So my thirteenth is like my lucky number. Yeah. Well, I have like an embarrassing story. Last Halloween. Um, I don't know how good it is, but anyway, last Halloween, we were invited to a party, my husband and I, and it was like, you know, the Saturday before Halloween, which I don't know how it is where you guys live, but... I just keep rubbing it, and then... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here, like, they'll take holidays and move them to a different day to celebrate. I don't know if that happens to you guys. So like 4th of July, for example, in Ohio and Columbus and in Mansfield, they collectively decide somehow it's passed down to us that we're all going to celebrate the 4th of July on 
the second of July, you know, or there's something it, in the Bible against that. Yeah, yeah. it's like eating shellfish. You're gonna <laughs> burn burn in hell for. Yeah, I don't like it, and and that's the way Halloween is too. Like they somehow it's passed down that trick or treating is is going to be on the 28th instead of the 31st, which I think is blasphemy. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, long story long, whatever. We were invited to this party the Saturday before Halloween. I think Halloween was on a Monday. And it was also like it was a 50th birthday party or that's what it was sort of coined as. So we're thinking, okay, we're going to a 50th birthday party the Saturday before Halloween. We just assume that it's a costume party, right? It's like a Halloween party. (laughs) So we're kind of struggling to come up with an idea for a good costume and we had a hard time. And finally we, we figured out like this guy that's turning 50 is someone I work with. And we thought it'd be funny if we dressed up as like really old people. So like gray hair and canes and we got like old, you know, old people clothes and like just did everything that we could to make ourselves look really old and had canes and everything. So we decided that we would go to this party and we would say that we were 50 Right. Because this guy is turning 50 and we're dressed as we're old and we thought it'd be like, a you know, like a making fun of him sort of, but in a friendly way. You guys get that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 50. Anyone would get that. So we show up to this party and not only is no one else dressed up at all, not even one person, but everyone there is over 50 and you're part of the entire makeup of the party pretty much he showed up looking like dressed like the people that were there (laughs) and what are you supposed to be we're just blending in don't mind us (laughs) didn't sink in what was happening and so at first we were like oh we're 50 and we said it to one lady and she's like so am i (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome i'm like i'm out of here i'm not wearing this costume like we had to stay but i was like i'm taking my wig off i'm in camera wait you had camera. a wig yeah i had like a gray hair oh. wig. <laughs> wow full ensemble yeah. and you guys are jerks you could have gone method and started pissing yourself well i was like you know i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take off my costume this this is embarrassing and Cameron was like, no, no, you can't, because he had died. He had, like, dyed his hair or, like, <laughs> oh, gosh, oh, that's going all out. To, like, hang out and people were mad at us and it was just awful. But come on, like, who throws a party, you know? A Halloween party without dressing up, yeah. A party that close to Halloween without, you know, dressing up. So anyway, that was embarrassing. Did people, like, say, like, were you just getting dirty looks or did people say anything, like, specific to you? getting dirty looks the woman that one woman said you know like just she was pissed so she said like so am i you know and then um there, this one lady walked up to us she's like so what are you guys supposed to be and was like all confrontational and people were like not really talking to us and looking at us and well, it was good. just all around an awful experience complaining about about your generation and yeah. all- <laughs> how your music is wrong and how you're <laughs> The, the good news is they probably all just forgot about it the next day anyway, so. Yeah. 
people think about it forever. And it was so innocent. We weren't, we weren't trying to be offensive. We just didn't even think, you know, we weren't thinking straight. So that's Seth, you had a bad luck story, right? Well, I, I have, uh, a, yeah, I have a, a couple stories. I have an embarrassing one and I have a, a bad luck one and the embarrassing one I'll tell first. It's funny that you mentioned the, uh, uh, the student that you had today, uh, because I had a, a uh, this is when I was in sixth grade, and I had just started band. You know, we were all in our we had a trombone class, so we we had nine or ten people in sixth grade playing trombone, and so we go into band, and I we're getting our horns out, and at some point, our my director, her name was Mrs. Smith, uh, she dropped her, her slide or something. She dropped her hand slide. And mm-hmm. keep in mind, this is in Texas. So we have great music teachers. I loved my band director. I mean, this is where I got my start. You know, this is how part of the, she was part of the reason why trombone became such a big part of my life. So she drops her slide, and all of the class just starts laughing. We're just, ah! <laughs> and somebody's it goes, oh, that's hilarious. And somebody's, somebody else yells out, you know, like, Klutz, ah, look at it. And she's kind of laughing. And I, in one of my most embarrassing moments ever, <laughs> right after I heard the word klutz, I called my band director a slut. And I, I had, yeah, I had, oh. I had no, I, I, as immediately as I said it, I looked at her and I must have had just this ashen look on my face, just, uh, and I froze. I couldn't, I, like everybody just stopped and looked at me and I just, cause I, I, it must've been hearing that word klutz and I just <laughs> immediately, you know, just blurted out the next thing that entered my mind. And, Clumsy strippers. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And she looked at me. She gave you know, the the evil stare and said, "Put your horn away and go wait in my office." Ooh. And so I spent the next forty minutes of class just. I, I didn't cry or anything, but I was about to. I was just sitting in her office, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. She's gonna kill me. I'm gonna get kicked out of band." Let me get kicked out of band. Immediately as she came in, I I, I pled my case and I just pr- apologized profusely. I oh that that's that's one of the most embarrassing moments that and she, that she I accepted the apology. She did because she I mean she knew me as a, a student. Like I I didn't I'm not one of those I wasn't one of those people that was mean to others and well you know, I've I, had I've had people tell me. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, so. That's where it comes from. This all makes sense now. That you're a terrible person. I bet, I bet you call me a slut when I'm not around. Well, Dale, that's that's because of the way you spray juices on my face when you're eating lunch. <laughs> Seth, Seth actually says something really funny. We were talking about like because we have to get dinner for this podcast really quick. He's like, I'm going to go cram down a 30 minute lunch, you know, go through the drive through. And, and Seth was like, I, I need to I need to order a salad with a the most salad. foul, disgusting <laughs> Italian dressing you could possibly think of. And a random pepper on top. <laughs> I want a veggie sub, and I want the cucumber slices to be two inches thick, and I want a two-inch thick tomato slice on top of it and just smother it in in, in decaying Italian dressing. 
Yeah. Do you guys was... uh, just real quick? Speaking of trombone slides, do you still, as adults, like every now and then, lose your slide? Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a real long time since I've done that. I've kind of I'll randomly bump things or hit things with my slide, but I've never lost it. The last I remember the last time I did lose it was <laughs> <laughs> was when I was at UK and. Antonio Hall, if you remember Antonio, he played Old football for you. Man <laughs> River. Yeah, oh, Wait, <laughs> he would, yeah, he would sing Old Man River every semester for his jury because he was a, <laughs> he was a vocal he was a vocal major and he played football and all SEC offensive lineman. Very yeah, good, all SEC very good singer. I don't know why he always sang Old Man River every. <laughs> it's just like oh yeah. The uh, the week of juries rolls around. Oh yeah, I got to go sing something real quick. But they would show them in the in Commonwealth Stadium too. The videos of here's what your football players are doing that you might not think about. And so they'd show old, uh, they'd show Antonio Hall singing to a bunch of third graders singing Old Man River. <laughs> like, oh, wow, haven't heard that one before. <laughs> so, My favorite but, is when he would change key signatures. Yeah, like <laughs> randomly <laughs> modulate to. To the, into deep river or some yeah. some other uh, spiritual, but uh, the last time I lost my slide, Antonio, we were sitting out in front of the fine arts building. Antonio comes up to me and I had my horn with me. He's like, "Yeah, man, let me uh, let me check that out." And so they, I I really don't like people touching my stuff. <laughs> and it's just because you're you've spent thousands of dollars on this instrument and you want to keep it. It's like giving your child to someone. You're, like, yeah. you're immediately afraid that they're going to get dropped, unless you you know, hope they're going to be dropped or something. But, huh. but yeah, oh, Antonio takes my my instrument, holds it up. I show him how to hold it, and he puts his right hand on the slide. And I'm thinking to myself, oh God, I hope the slide lock is locked. I hope the slide lock is locked. He moves his right hand, and it's not. So oh. I see my slide just kind of in slow motion go. And then clang, clang, clang onto that big stone bench that's next to the <laughs> next to the door, and so it clanged and it hit the ground. And I went, oh. <laughs> he he ended up pay, he said he would pay for the repair, and he did. But it's one of those things that never played the same way ever again. Yeah, you know, even if if he got it fixed. Hey, by the way, I was going to say I got a listener bad luck story. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is from Lauren, who uh, Lauren is one of the best students I've ever taught in my life. So, Lauren, if you're listening, you are awesome. She's a, at Wando High School right now, and this is a story she sent in. She said her freshman year at Wando, she was on her way to class. And Wando High School is a very big school, and there's a massive rotunda stairway, okay? And she says this, like, huge, like, 350-pound girl tried to squeeze between Lauren and the stair railings to get past her. And it was like physically impossible for this to happen. And she forced her way through and it rammed Lauren so hard that her books and everything just fell all over and began falling into people. And Lauren completely fell down the stairs. Oh. The story was bad enough, except she was wearing a dress. So she falls down the stairs and when she lands, she sprawled out, and her dress is completely up in her face. So it's just hello world. Yeah. So Lauren instantly, and Lauren instantly is like, "Oh my god!" So she 
flips her her dress back down, and she has a bruise the size of a grapefruit on her hip for a month. But as she's she like you know stands up, puts it down, and as she's going to the bathroom, some creepy guy is standing there. He's like, "I liked your underwear." Ooh. It's yeah. like whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> want to hop in my ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah <you're> right. <laughs> <laughs> like I got an ice cream truck that plays uh, Christmas tunes. In the Just jamming of out, jamming out to some tunes here. Here's, here's a clumsy truck. one. This this happened to me uh, when we were in high school. We were on a trip to the Kennedy Space Center. Well, we were in Florida. That was one place we stopped. And uh, my ADD, which was undiagnosed at the time, but obvious. Uh, like I saw like one of those. Th- electromagnetic things like those circles where you put your hands and like the electricity like comes in. Like I thought I was a God, you know, I'm sitting there like making this stuff go around. I was like, <laughs> and everyone's like, Nick, we got to go. And I'm like, no, and I'm still like playing with this. Thing. <laughs> and finally, like, I don't even realize everyone finally just give it up and left. And I'm still sitting there playing. They're like, all right, Pope high school, the bus is leaving. I'm like, Oh no. So I run down the stairs and I start running for the door and I stop. Now, when I say I stop, I don't mean like I slowed down. I mean, I stopped like in a cartoon. And I don't understand what's happened. Like I was moving at a very high rate of speed and suddenly I'm still and my entire body hurts. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm frozen in mid run. And I'm like, I'm trying to process. I'm like, what is happening? And I look out of the corner of my eye and I see the reflection of my nose. And I realize that I've run full speed into a glass wall. Nice. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And here's what's amazing because I was late, everyone else was on the bus, so I didn't have to deal with anyone seeing that. (laughs) Advantage Naf Pleotis. Well played. (laughs) Well played, sir. (laughs) Yeah. My, my Balak story, I, uh, how much of this I want to admit, but I, I have the absolute worst luck with, with women. And a lot of it has to do with, the amount of time that I would just spend in one place in terms of where my family lived. Cause I would move every year or two. As they and might say, you were a rambling man. I was a rambling. See what man. I did there? Too much pun. My mind, my brain. You're sounding like you're like a million miles away, and then you come back. Here, I'm probably not speaking into my. Is that better? Yes. She she's busy building the pyramids or something. She's changing careers yet again. (laughs) Yeah, it keeps cutting you out and cutting you back in. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah, I I would spend maybe two years in one place, and I went to I went to four different high schools, three different middle schools, and. When I got finally to high school, uh, every every time that I moved, I found out that some extraordinary, beautiful, hot chick at school really liked me. And I would find this out like a month before I left. Oh, but- so every time, every time I would move, I, I would find this out and just... Uh, I the like one example was when I lived here in Arizona. I went to Arizona uh to one of the high schools here in Phoenix for a year. And this really cute cheerleader violinist, she was she was in the orchestra. I found out that she really liked me uh, about 
a month or two before I left. And so at that point, it's what can you do? You can't do anything. Oh. I mean, both. Let's, uh, well, let's, uh, let's cut <laughs> off the recording device so we can talk about it. <laughs> well, in this case, I couldn't do anything because she was Mormon. So that oh, that, that just means she's repressed. That means it's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. <All> right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, daughter of a Mormon minister, and here I am, my my glorious pudgy self. But yeah, and and it, it happened when I was uh, in Tennessee. You know, just randomly, this beautiful dancer, gymnast girl, all of a sudden comes out of the blue and find out that she likes me, and and then I get to go to college. And but yeah, my my bad luck just kept continuing after that. Like the the last the last girl who was attracted to me and wanted to have some kind of relationship was only attracted to me when she was drunk. Mm. Is this so, someone you could say on air? Like it's someone uh, we know. Oh no, I, I I wouldn't say anybody. No, it's it's somebody you know, but I I, I would never <sighs> name name somebody in that in that way. So, but yeah, it was just it it, it was like a a one week spring break fling kind of thing. And like the times that I would see her, she was she acted completely different sober than she did when she was inebriated with bubblegum vodka that you could (laughs) (laughs) you could always smell. And that's there's no more instantaneous buzzkill for me than alcohol on the breath, especially when it smells like bubblegum. At that point, I I lose any kind like the smell of bubblegum vodka and booty sweat. Are I think two that's of the worst. That's nature's STD warning. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Uh. Kate, do you have any other bad luck stories? Bad luck stories. I mean, I I feel like I have pretty good luck. I have a. I mean, and I was trying to think of embarrassing stories earlier, and I just I realized I'm embarrassed every day just about <laughs> something that happened. I think I, we. Kate's being okay with embarrassing it. stories on the Dale podcast. What's that? Yeah, I mean, all those are embarrassing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the key is just being okay with it. And, yeah. and Kate, it's a you know you have good luck. Be, being a member of the beautiful people's club, good things happen to you. Yeah. yeah okay, but hold the on. The doors magically Kate, open. Yeah. Kate has dual membership because she also has a brain. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Usually, beautiful people's clubs don't know how to take advantage of it because they don't have brains. Kate has a brain, so you kind of have. See, so you have like the dual membership thing going, so you're okay on that. Nice. So, do you, do you guys want to answer a few questions here? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Uh, Lauren, uh, who is the same person that told us the story, uh, I think this is more of a joke than a question, but she says, before they invented drawing boards, what did they go back to? I don't know if that's like a riddle. <laughs> the square wheel? Go back to the... I mean, go back I, to... Well, you know how people say time to go back to the drawing board? Oh. Probably the sandbox? Yeah, to go time back to, to go the back to the cave where we drew on it. Lauren, that was a terrible question. <laughs> yeah, that was easily solved. That was easily yeah. solved. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe has asked a bunch. Of, this is oh, but this is why this is not Joe. This is another oh, Joe. Man, um, I, ho- I was hoping Joe would send something into us. He he asked so many questions. I told him I'm going to have to save some of these. So I'm like trying to to scroll i mean he asked me a ton of good questions um for instance uh this i'll I'll go with some of the basic ones like who's a bigger ladies man lando calrissian or captain kirk i don't know who the first person is lando billy d williams 
Hello. The only black person here? in Star Wars. Besides uh, L. Jackson. This deal keeps getting worse every time. He does some awesome AT&T commercials. Uh, where he's he's dressed in completely in white, and the entire room is white, and he's talking about ditching cable for AT and T. And I have never wanted to ditch cable more than when I when I was commanded by <laughs> Billy D. Williams turn your fortress of solitude and a fort to a fortress of happitude. Yeah. Yes, know, Billy. You don't know who, Bill, who Billy D. Williams is? I do now. I googled him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna you know even though I'm I'm much more of a Star Wars fan I'm gonna have to go with Kurt because we technically never saw Lando try to work his game except the Princess Leia and that didn't really go well. That's true. Kirk uh, and, and this this follow up is how many interstellar STDs does Kirk have? Which you know that's something that's never addressed. But STDs from other planets. Oh yeah, they if, gotta be if they exist. Kirk had to be like riddled with them. Kirk, Kirk Kirk's running around with a green crotch. You're yeah. like, like that, that rash or the green makeup from the the chick that I just. <laughs> <laughs> you have to also keep in mind that Billy D. Williams, even though his swagger is not at its ultimate peak in Star Wars, he is the spokesman for Colt Forty Five. Yeah. Colt Forty Five, it works every time. And you got the picture of the woman with the big perm hair, st- uh, shoulder pads from the eighties, who's just sitting there waiting for Billy D's command. Here's here's one that's a little bit more for you two. I, I don't really know, and I don't even think I want to know. Do Vulcans mind meld when they make love with each other? Well, see, I wouldn't know this very well because I'm a next gen fan, and there weren't really any Vulcans. I think there. If you watch the, uh, I think it, it might have been the first. Well, there's movie. that one like Spock. It's like Spock's uh, father or son, or it must be his grandson or something. Well, well, that's gross for one. Yeah, to have that kind of. <laughs> but, but no, there, there's one where uh, Kirstie Alley is. Uh, uh, Su- Suva. Please tell me this is a setup for a joke. Suvak, I think. Kirstie Alley? Yeah, Kirstie Alley played a, a Vulcan, and they had this moment uh, where it looked like it could amount to Vulcan sex, yeah, mind-melding. It's like he's oh. he's trying to read her mind to prove whether she lied. Spock has this mind-meld with, with Kirstie Alley's character, and it looks like awkward Vulcan sex. It really does, just the way that she's staring at him, and he's just standing there. Completely motionless, as you would imagine, Leonard Nimoy and Midcoitus. Be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to follow this up with because you're because I mean I know Vulcans enough to know what the Kate. Why did Next Gen not really have a lot of Vulcans? Do you think? Because I, I know who they are. Like, yeah, I mean, well, just none of their main characters were Vulcans, so we didn't really learn a lot about them. I mean, I remember there there were a few episodes with I don't remember. It was Spock's how, father. Was it Spock's? How was it Spock's father, though? Well, they live a very long time. And, okay. okay, that makes sense. And he was still—he was an ambassador. Right. And, they, and and any time the Romulans showed up, because the Romulans and the Vulcans were uh, off offshoots of the same uh, species, so any time the Romulans would show up, the Vulcans would right. show up as well as diplomats yeah. or whatever. That 
show is interesting with Spock's father because he's like breaking down emotionally, right? And Picard has to kind of he does the mind melding with him and kind of takes over all his emotions. I don't know. I'd have to review the episode to talk about it. <laughs> but you you know what I'm saying, right, Seth? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Which was kind of interesting. But but other than that, I never really thought about Vulcans that much. I, I liked the original. There's an original uh, series episode where Spock is basically in, locked in Mortal Kombat because it's the high mating season. And he's fighting in this arena where for uh, like the I don't know if it's the Vulcan Queen or something, but it's, that that episode always uh, was was funny to me. Okay. Here's a serious one. Uh, this is from Everett, who is the current Wando Homecoming King. Actually, wow. congratulations, and one of the thy rod and thy old... scepter. He <laughs> he is actually he actually rocks a handlebar mustache. I oh. kid you not. And he was one of my kids, and he's one of the best percussionists in the state still. So I'm proud of you, Everett. You're Does he awesome. have a nickname? Like Colonel Chamberlain or something like that? No, <laughs> not yet. We're working on it. All right. Uh, his question is, why do people still find conflict between religion and faiths, even though the message is so similar across all beliefs? My thing, I'll, I'll just really quickly say how I feel, is people who have psychological disorders will twist anything into you know, what they want to make it, you know, they'll take it like, you know, like for instance, you know, Islam, they'll, you know, talks about loving others and stuff. Well, let's just twist it and say death to everybody. Christians, you know, <laughs> let's, uh, Oh, God says not to judge and love it. Let's judge and hate it. You know, and I mean, it, basically it's not religion is such a powerful thing. It's, it makes for a good tool, but I don't know if you've seen the South park episode where, all religions been wiped out, but the different sects of uh, science are all starting oh, yeah. to fight each Sci- other. Science be praised, yeah. Yeah, people will find, I mean, whatever they'll latch onto, they'll find it and twist it and turn it into something for their own psychological disorders. And they'll just do that. I mean, you look at someone like Newt Gingrich, sorry to get political, but I mean, here's a guy that, you know, cheats on wife after wife after wife and still runs as a family values candidate yeah. and actually does pretty well. He almost got the nomination. That's scary. Yeah, for John but, McCain, he did get the nomination. Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll run as family values candidates. It's like, what? what? It's because, like, people will just take whatever, you know, they can and, and you know, twist it around. So, I don't know, Kate, Seth, either one of you want to fill in. That's how I say it. The human ego will do equally marvelous and stupid and predictable things when it comes to religion and taking something out of context and focusing on it to the point of ignoring the rest of the message, ignoring what's supposed to be good in whatever religion it is. So that's a pretty depressing question. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to poop and fart jokes. (laughs) I was going to ask Kate if you had anything. You're like, thanks. Thanks. Okay. This is a question I feel very strongly about. Grace actually, this is a former student of mine. Uh, Grace asked a question I can't answer on air. It was a trick question. Oh. Grace, she's she's really smart, and she asked me what the solution of a uh, chemical formula was. I looked it up, and Grace, that's disgusting. I'm not going to answer that on air. But I will the answer this. equivalent of a protein shake or something? She, no, I'll, I'll say it off air. Uh, here's what she did say. She asked me, she says, how often do you eat at McDonald's? I did and today. You know I'm going to end the McDonald's snobbery now. I'm tired of this. I eat there at least once a week. And you know what? I don't care. 
My body is a temple, a temple of doom. Why? What's wrong? McDonald's is good. I'm kind of kidding. Stop slurping. I want to hear what Kate, no, I want to hear Kate Judge. I'm just saying this is my this is my McDonald's drink right here. Kate Judge, go. I want to hear this. I want to hear no, this. No, I, I was just kidding. I am. I actually don't eat there Ugh. anymore. But you know. Um, Sometimes we go through and get uh, smoothies because they have real fruit smoothies there. Yeah. And they are pretty good. <laughs> Made from their chicken nuggets. <laughs> well, exactly. here's the they actually smell like chicken nuggets and fries oh. when you mix the cups, like take on the odor of McDonald's. <laughs> so yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> the, main re- the main reason I go to McDonald's is, one, to play in the ball pit, and to, uh, <laughs> two, if I'm in a hurry and I need fast food, which sometimes you just do. Like today, when I finished teaching, I had about a half hour to get back home here to set up for the podcast and record because I have to go to rehearsal right after this. I needed something quick for dinner because I'm not going to be able to eat till 10 o'clock later tonight if I wanted to. So if I need fast food, then McDonald's is usually what I would end up going for. Now, I will say I do enjoy McDonald's breakfast Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Come yeah. on, Kate. You got to admit that one. Well, one time I got McDonald's breakfast and I ordered like, because it was, you know, it was a couple years ago and it was late and I needed something. And so I ordered like a sausage thing or something <laughs> and I started eating it and it was like. <laughs> Tell us how you ate the sausage, Kate. Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. The big beach ball came at me and I just had to. Well, oh, okay. So, go ahead sausage surrounded by instead of a biscuit it was like two <laughs> pancake things it's a mcgriddle <laughs> it was a mcgriddle you love those nick you love the mcgriddle <laughs> well you know honestly the the main reason we don't really eat there much is uh you know because it is convenient and on and on and on cheap but uh she doesn't eat meat and uh I try not to eat meat, and they don't have a lot of good vegetarian options there. Um, <laughs> Their ice cream is the best anywhere, though. It is. It is nice and nice and creamy. Like, if you go to Burger King, they have a veggie burger. And I don't, I'm surprised, you know, because McDonald's, I don't know. But I think They have apple burgers, slices. They do have apple slices. They have yogurt. The and... oatmeal. The oatmeal is usually, I mean, granted, it's they put a packet of instant oatmeal into a little cup and put some of their... You know, some of their apple slices in it and then charge you three dollars for it but it's uh oh oh and they just started putting all their calories on their menu oh, did you know yeah i had to I ignore don't, that i, yeah, I had to ignore, ignore that. that information today i was like i'll have two mcdoubles oh my god why do you think they they did that what it seems like uh well it was a law I think they have. Yeah, I, I mean, on top of having to disclose all your nutritional information, it's getting to that point where they, I don't. I don't even why they bother even trying to do healthy options because it's you, know, you go to McDonald's and you get a salad, and they just you can see them in the back. They just take a head of iceberg lettuce and put it in a bowl, and then put some of their like deep fried chicken strips on it and and pass it up to the front. I uh, I mean, somebody, whoever did come up with healthy fast food would probably make a fortune doing it. But I don't know, maybe the cost. 
it's just not cost efficient to do at this point. Probably. Most of most of McDonald's burgers are soy, I think, aren't they? I don't know. I know their their fries uh, somehow are like supposed to be good for vegetarians, like the way they cook them. Which, they by have the way, they have the best them. fries. They, 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 you're right. They do. They have the best fries. Yeah, it's because they coat them in sugar. They they have a light uh, coating of sugar that makes them crispy. No yeah. way. Good. Good. I don't. I don't care if it's if it's done with baby's tears. <laughs> it's that good. I'm yeah. I'm tired of the McDonald's snobbery. I'm tired of it. McDonald's yeah. is good. McDonald's is good. I'm sta- I'm not gonna let it keep me down. I used to eat there once in a while, like I was ashamed. I'm not. I'm not ashamed anymore. I'm not I, I, I will say I do like In and Out burgers better than I've McDonald's. Never had an In and Out burger. They're everywhere over here on the West Coast. I guess they just haven't migrated east as much but they're, they're kind of like uh maybe like the jimmy johns of the sub world they're pre- they're usually pretty fast about it and it's like an old old school looking burger joint oh i've seen i've seen them i've just seen them. yeah but i like their i like their burgers because you can get them animal style <laughs> with uh onions and uh like sauteed onions and cheese and everything on it all right, well, here is another question for us. This is from Justin. Hi, uh, Justin. Justin asks, um, Justin was actually, he is a student currently, but he uh, he was in a band, and I, 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 they have a lot of people. He was a member of a band that was popular, uh, Bang Camaro, if you've heard of them. Um, but they, his question is, in what direction is the planet as a whole headed at the time? What can we do to change that direction, and to what other direction do we need to change it? Justin, we just got done talking about McDonald's. Presidential debate. Yeah, we just got done talking about McDonald's, and we... I'm a little disappointed we haven't had a poop question yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, where are these... You're screening these questions, Nick. You're, you're, you're bringing I these up. I'm giving, here's, here's one thing I'll tell you, Justin. This is one thing with the direction this planet is going. I get really tired of the martyrdom of every generation. I call it the Saturday Night Live syndrome. And what it is is that yeah. every every generation for Saturday Night Live always says, well, the show's good, but it's not as good as when I used to watch it back when – and then they list the cast during when they were younger. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, us, for us, it was like Will Ferrell and uh, Chris Kattan and Daryl Hammond, those yeah. guys. And, and hey, oh, back then – Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. But here's here's what I mean. It's like I, there was a, a teacher at my school one time and – and she was talking. She's like, you know, I, I want to have a kid. She ended up having two. She's like, I want to have a kid, but I just don't know if I could bring a kid into the world the way it's headed. I said, you realize that in the 1940s, there was an evil supervillain who almost took over the world, right? Yeah. There was there was a genocide. There used to be slavery. Yeah, there's bad things happening, but oh, my gosh, technology improved. You know, like every generation likes to do that. Things aren't like they were when I was. Young. Yeah, I agree. There's some things that have gotten worse and there's some things that have gotten a lot better. I mean, look at me, you, and, and Kate are all talking on different parts of the country right now. This yeah. couldn't have happened the te- 20 years the ago. The technological advances, yeah. Or even during the, like during the Cold War. Imagine having to go through regular drills of having to hide under your desk as if that was going to save you from a giant nuclear attack. Well, the Cuban yeah. Missile Crisis, the world almost ended during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, the world almost blew up. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and so, Justin, I'm not trying to belittle your question. I think the world is in a constant state of flux and, and change and both uh, sides of it, you know, it's, it's really, and like, you know, people will talk about censorship and, or it's funny. You have one side that says things on TV are too censored. And then another side that says things on TV are too trashy. Uh, and that's been going on for years. 
you yeah. know, it's the world is evolving and changing constantly. Yeah, and, and it's on a pendulum. Yeah, it, yeah. it swings from one end to the other end, and between it happens in politics, left or right, the liberal conservative. It happens with religious people versus secular well, people. It, and you're all we're always trying to find that middle. You know, these forces pushing against each other to get that kind of five yards ahead. And, and here's slowly. what I love. Back when George Bush was president, you know, everyone's like, this is the end of civilization. I'm like, we'll be fine. And then yeah. Obama's president. Yeah, every- like, this is going to be the end of civilization. I'm like, we'll be fine. You know, it's like, it's like, come on, people. Just, you know, it's like you've been calling for the end of civilization now for like 16 years. Just Yeah. I had to deal with that last night for the debate because oh. I, I, a couple of my cousins, my, my cousin and his wife, and his, uh, they just had uh, a baby boy, and they brought their family into Phoenix, so they're staying with my grandparents. And I made the mistake of going to my grandparents' house for to have dinner with them last night and watch the debate. And so not only do we have two screaming children just going, up, up, daddy, daddy, during the whole debate, I'm trying to listen to this, and my grandmother is sitting next to me going, Oh, I can't believe he just won't shut up, that Obama. Oh, I can't believe he's at the feet. And then my grandfather's like, as far as I'm concerned, he's a traitor. I just know Seth's vote's going to cancel my vote out. I'm just, I'm just sure. I just want to listen to this without without any kind of... Kate, I have to ask, did you watch, the as, as a woman, I have to ask you, did you watch the debates last night? I didn't watch them live. I watched them after. Did, yeah. did you hear the thing Robbie said about, like, making the sure Peters, women were home in time? The yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's so creepy. It's like we had binders full of women, and the I, thing about making sure women were home in time to make dinner. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Come on, dude. You got to do better. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, but I, I was glad. You know, it, it was a um, I, it was I, feisty. I know, yeah, it was. I felt like feisty. Obama, Obama did. Yeah. A, just like, like my binders of women, fasting. Yeah. Well, well, here's here's what made me mad, and, and like it, those of you who don't know my political leanings, I like to tell people it's like I'm not liberal and I'm not conservative. I'm just right about everything. Absolutely. Um, but really, I'm a, I hate saying I'm a moderate because it makes me sound like I don't care. I really care, but I have opinions both sides. But I used to be very conservative. In fact, so conservative I'm a little bit embarrassed of some of my former opinions. Um, I used to get Rush Limbaugh's newsletter. It was oh that bad. Nice. I know. I'm. It's terrible. But anyway, um, so actually, and Karen just sent me a tweet from downstairs asking, are you going to talk about the binders full of women? And yes, we just mentioned that. <laughs> you, should but say, anyway, you should ask her, are you going to start vacuuming anytime soon? Yeah. Are you going to be home in time to fix me dinner from your job that earns three times as much as mine does? But anyway, hey. um, she really does. She's a pharmacist. But uh, And now I lost my train of thought. Crap. Help, well, we're, help, almost, at, we're help, almost out of help, time anyway. Help. What was I saying, though? I, I had something there I really wanted to say. Oh God! Oh yeah, I used to be—I used to be uh, really conservative, and so you know, I—I'll watch this and like, for instance, I—I fully agreed with people on the first debate. I was like, "Look, Obama got smoked; he got destroyed in the first debate." And conservatives are like, "Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, you see it. Yeah, look at what ABC say. Look what." And then this debate, uh, you know, I said, "Man, Romney and his Mormon magic underwear got torched," and they're like, "No, he didn't." And I'm like, (laughs) "I'm like, uh, if you look at these news stories, they're all biased." And I'm like, yeah. you were pointing to them last time because they said Obama. Nope. Come on, people. I was willing to admit with you that Obama got destroyed in the first debate. You won't. Nope. Yeah, the fact like, check, org is biased. And then the, the, the whole formula is pretty much the same. They both come out. 
They say something, the other guy says, no, that's just not true. And then the other one says, no, this is just not true. And this, and oh, he, and then everybody else afterwards, the pundits come on. Oh, he lied. And then his person, he lied about this. And so, you know, it's come to the point where when you can't even agree on what's a fact. It sounds like my middle schoolers arguing. You're like, I said this. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's like, uh uh-uh. uh. And they're like, yeah, you. So nanny boo boo. Yeah, that was kind of frustrating. But I remember I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm, I'm trying to explain. I'm like, look, I said, why can't you guys? And like Billy Graham's website, you know, I have a lot of respect for Billy Graham, but, you know, they had a whole page on there about how Mormonism's a cult and all these terrible things. Right. And they've yeah. taken it down because they support Romney now. And I'm like, you know, yeah, just I've say always like him because he's that. white. Just, just, just come out and say it. Stop. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I've wondered. I've always been wondering about that, how the, the, religious right has such a big issue with Obama supposedly being a Muslim, but now that they have a Mormon running as their, as their candidate, there's, there's nothing but crickets. Well, it's like I said, John McCain was born in Panama. Now, if you look and research it, he was a legal American citizen, but he was born in Panama. That was never an issue. Why? Because John McCain's an old white guy. And look, I'm not saying that everybody who likes Romney is, is racist. Far from it. But there are some people who just don't want a black dude running things. It's it's and I mean, it's funny, it's just like, you know, when Obama did that speech to students, which by the way, I watched with my kids, none of them have gotten do you remember that, Kate, when Obama did that speech for students to start the school year? Yeah. Oh, we had parents protesting in our, our county, protesting about it and stuff like that, and, and people Bush and Reagan did the same thing. And they actually talked about their policies and argued for their policies. Obama just talked about the importance of an education. Yeah. And I tried to bring that up to one of my conservative friends, and her response was, well, Reagan was a, was a good president. And I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, it's like just just admit, you know, it's just like my, my church one time brought in a black pastor who was amazing, and a bunch of the old white people in my church stopped going. My God. That- yeah. And it's like just, just, just come out and say, "Oh my you know, science!" If if you're going to really oh believe, if, <laughs> yeah, just, I like just that. come out. Yeah, so, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So, are we going to tell a Dale story today? Or? Uh, hey, so far as far as telling stories, it's surprising. Even though she's the only, well, no, because then we had Katie Quigley, but she got vetoed by Brad. Kate so far has had the largest balls as far as being willing to tell Dale stories. Everyone else gets scared. You know why, though? It's probably because I don't have any, like, musical connections anymore. You know, I, I'm not I'm not a band director. I'm not teaching mm-hmm. music. I, I'm not in that world. So it's. I think it's easier for me to talk about it. Whereas if we were talking about someone, a, a former art professor of mine, I would be a lot more hesitant to speak out. I think, um, yeah. Maybe not, but that's... My were there opinion. any were there any unlucky Dale stories? I don't know. Did he ever like fall down? Oh, oh, oh! I know, I know. There was, <laughs> there was a. Uh, well, wait, don't if you if you know one, then before we start it. Yeah, we got to do the. We're listening. To the weekly Dale story. Alright, so. <laughs> still has my Peralba. 
Kate, I need three fifty. I need three dollars and fifty cents for that crowd push. Totally find it and send it send it back. <laughs> with awesome. it with interest. Like <laughs> I think I should. I have it. <laughs> That's awesome. Or send him a picture of it or something. Oh, you should send it like like as ransom. Like send pictures and like you know, have a gun next to it. <laughs> you want could be in like different environments <laughs> that'd be all yeah. yeah. different parts of the world like this is the corral yeah. book on top of the empire state building and this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this this is the corral book as the eye in ohio for the ohio state football team yeah some band members holding it up as the eye we, we could make a facebook for dale's corral book dale's missing corral book we just have like... totally could yeah all right, so go awesome. ahead, Seth, with your with your. Uh... Well, Dale was a Bach trombone clinician. All right, so he had a connection with the Bach instrument group, and they would give him discounts on horns. Well, Dale was getting ready for school, and he would leave around nine o'clock or so in the morning to get it to school around ten to start his day. And Dale had his after practicing. Yeah, hours. right, right, supposedly after practicing for two hours. Well, Dale was coming out of his house and had his trombone. He had one of those, uh, it wasn't like a hard case, it was one of those softer uh, gig bag cases. He has his Bach horn with him, Come, comes outside, he's going to open his trunk, so he puts his horns down, I think he had like an alto or something with him, and the rest of his stuff, and runs back inside to grab something, comes back out, gets in the car, and proceeds to back over and crush his trombone. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> he just rolled over it. I can just imagine him going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just shit. crushed his horn. It flattened the bell, and it was completely ruined. So <laughs> that's an instance of Dale being unlucky that I can think of. My goodness. <laughs> It's trombone. It's like trombone karma, you know. It's like totally. Yeah, uh, get it, get it. <laughs> I, I wish I could have seen that reaction. Yeah. So, like, just the, uh, the you, you, it's like rolling over a speed bump. You go, boom, boom. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so as you get out and run around, run around to the back. Just he gets out of light, lights himself on fire. <laughs> yeah, you just imagine him swearing and kicking the car. Yeah. Son of them. <laughs> throw throw the lawn gnomes in his yard. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Sorry the podcast is late. Sorry for our audio problems, but it is the thirteenth episode. We didn't plan this, but once again, the only thing good about thirteenth is, is Kate was born. Past that, totally. This is our this is our tribute to Winston and Satchmo and all of the. What was uh, what was your what was your cat's name? Shoulders. My, my dog. Well, my oh, cat's are still alive. Oh, I thought you said her cat. What was your dog's name? My dog's name is Molly. Molly. Molly the dog, yeah. Well, to everyone else who has lost a, a, a dear member of their family in the form of a pet, we, we feel your pain, and it, it happens all too often just through our lives. So, And one thing, again, like, you know, so many animals get, you know, put to sleep or, 
you know, euthanized just because of overpopulation. I mean, if, if an animal gets to spend its time, I know it's not like it's still, I still feel like crap. I mean, I'm not doing well. Uh, this podcast is probably the only time I felt good today. But, uh, you know, it, it has to come over you at some point. You know, it's like, well, the, you know, the animal did pretty much hit the jackpot. If you're, if you're a, a pet owner, you know, get to have you and have a home instead of sitting in a cage or, you know, being killed because uh, it happens to such a large number of them. So if you got to be there and, and be a part of an animal's life, I mean, you you know, you really did a lot for them. And I mean, they're they're aware of their short lifespan. They you enrich they enriched you and you enriched them. And I mean, I know it's not a consolation, but I know, it helps me at least get to sleep. The arms of the no, no, angel. don't you dare. You should totally. Totally. <laughs> I no. Every time that song comes on, it's like, oh, no, my day's ruined. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin, you hussy. <laughs> you always, uh, that commercial ends and you have like five more animals in your house just magically appear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. All right. Well, you guys have anything else to say? Uh, send your questions to us at questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. Thanks to no one for using the email this week. Yeah. Should we just give up on the email no, and just no. do Twitter? And... Here's no. the thing. Um, I notice kids these days, they don't email. They they text and We should have and... our own Verizon droid or something. <laughs> like you, just sounded, Kate, you just sounded like the people at that party you were making fun of. <laughs> yeah. But my students, they none of them, they don't do email at all. At yeah. all. Yeah, my if students are like that too. Give them my my number so they could text me. Um, oh, I'm sure the guys. Like, <laughs> I don't use a. Yeah, no, dude, I gotta I gotta go text my assignment to my teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing more um, sexier <laughs> than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they they don't email. That's not cool anymore at yeah. all. I'm yeah. 31 years old, and this is my job to crap on everything that you do. <laughs> I'm That's not what I feel sometimes. Can't you understand the the? I'm not very technologically proficient. It was very hard for me to set up this email, so I'm sticking <laughs> with it. <laughs> we suffered for a, like two nights or something when we first started doing the podcast to get this I'll, email set up. I'll tell you, as the website continues to grow and it makes enough money, I can I can get like a a, a t-shirt. I'll do a drawing. And it will only be people, only be people to send in questions through the email. Yeah. Once we get rambling beach gear, you rambling yeah. beach gear. <laughs> yeah. If you want that triple XL rambling beach cat hoodie and beanie, mat, you know, matching beanie hat, then uh, you better start using the email, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you want a special email. edition rambling beach cat phone. Or if you want the outtake podcast. That oh. we're gonna put together. I'm gonna put to, um, each time we do this, we get clips that nobody else can hear because we have to edit it to keep it from getting the explicit tag, uh, so it can be listened to by all ages on iTunes. Well, there's gonna be a, a giant explicit pod special podcast with all the clips and all the good stuff that you didn't get to hear. Kate, do you know? Do you know what happened? To, I think I've talked to you. You know what happened to Seth at my bachelor party? No. That's gonna be on the uncensored podcast. Ah. Oh, Seth, Seth, uh, Seth uh, did not have a good time. The rest uh, of us did. I, I took I took one for the proverbial team, and to this day, I will not drink Aquafina water. So uh, that's probably the best place we could leave this off. Yep. <laughs> and we're not kidding, by the way. No, it's, I'm not kidding. I have not had Aquafina. Lord, I <laughs>
So, all right, on that. All right, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all next week. When it's time for leaving, I hope.